This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Quiet, please. Our service is about to begin. Please rise, as you are able.
God the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God. And God to you which is in joy. In the prophet Joel we read, Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Lent is a season during which the whole church is encouraged to assess our faithfulness to the Lord Jesus, to recognize where we have fallen short, to repent for, of our sins, and return to the Lord through the means of grace. In the Holy Scriptures, ashes symbolize repentance. On this occasion, ashes marks, mark our foreheads as a reminder that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. These ashes are in the shape of a cross as a reminder that through the cross of Christ our sins are forgiven. Marked with the sign of our humanity and our redemption in Christ, we are called to daily die to sin and be raised to new life with Christ. The new life in Christ is marked by the fruit of the Spirit as a way of life to which we now aspire by the grace of God. So return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. From seeking after other gods, we return to you, O Lord. From misusing your name, we return to you, O Lord. From forgetting to call upon you in every trouble and from faltering and, and prayer, we return to you, O Lord. From faltering in worship and not always hearing and learning your word gladly, we return to you, O Lord. From disrespecting the authorities you have placed in our lives, we return to you, O Lord. From disregarding of, of disregard of, for our neighbor's well-being, we return to you, O Lord. For falling to failing to nurture the most important relationships in our lives. We return to you, O Lord. For our lack of complete honesty toward one another and our failure to help our neighbors improve their possession and income. We return to you, O Lord. For seeking hurtful words about others and failing to explain our neighbors' actions in the kindest way. We return to you, O Lord. From covetous thoughts and actions. We return to you, O Lord. To your gracious word of love for us in Christ. We return. To our identity as children of God, baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We return. To Christ's body and blood, given and shed for us for the forgiveness of our sins. We return. Return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Steadfast, Lord, you remain a solid foundational rock, even when we are shaky and weak. We thank and praise you for your gracious invitation to return to you, not only during this Lenten season, but day by day. We are prone to wander, yet your love for us never wavers, and you constantly call us to return to you. Bless our Lenten journey. Let it be for us a time of daily returning to you, that we may be your, your own and live under you in your kingdom and serve you in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Be seated, please. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Let us confess our sins. Merciful God, we have seen what we have thought and said, and the wrong we have done, and the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance, we have sinned in weakness, we have sinned through our own deliberate fault. 
We are truly sorry. We repent and turn to you. Forgive us for our Savior Christ's sake and renew our lives to the glory of your name. Amen. Through the cross of Christ, God have mercy on you, pardon you, and set you free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. God strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Amen. Be seated, please. Reading from the book of Joel. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. And he relents over dis disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and, and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, cons consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave leave his room and the bride her chamber between the vestibule and the altar let the priests the ministers of your lord weep and say spare your people o lord and make not your heritage a reproach a byword among the nations why should they say among among the people a peoples where is their god then the lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people the Lord answered and said to his people, Behold, I am sending to you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied, and I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I am brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother did my mother conceive me. Behold, you I'm sorry. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than that snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit, that I will reach transgressions your ways, and sinners will return to you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will forever be forever. Amen. <clears throat> A reading for the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be a sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him, then we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you, and in a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, 
by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, ate through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise. We are treated as impostors, and yet are true as unknown, and yet we will known as dying, and behold we live as punished, and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, poor yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. The word of the Lord. Thanks be God. All right, please. Praise to you, Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Christ, King of endless glory. Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they might be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, uh, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have, been re they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise the, the Lord, Lord the Lord, the Lord of light. You see it, please. I say good evening to you. Good evening. Nice small group tonight. It's a bit of a blizzard here in uh, Dallas, so Very much so. Mm -hmm. uh, we're lucky to have power. Even though we're having a candlelight service, we're lucky to have power. Very much so. All right. 
Return to the Lord your God. This is the drumbeat of our Lenten worship series this year. Return. We hear God calling you out to us. Return to prayer. Return from betrayal. Return from false witness. Return from denial. Return to the kingdom of God. Return to the table. Return to truth. Return to the church. Return and see what God has done for you. And so as we launch this series, we gather together first to hear Joel's prophecy and God's invitation. Our Old Testament reading from Joel gets us oriented to the season, highlights the problem, and lays out the solution in all its beauty and simplicity. God calls, to us, calls us to simply return to Him because He will address our needs and provide for our salvation. Our task for today is simple. First, we will look at Joel's prophecy and the context in which it came. What was going on? How did, God work, how did God's words speak to this situation, and how might that have sounded to the people? Second, we will think about whether this prophecy applies to us, and these words only for the Israelites, are these words only for the Israelites in Joel's day, or do they have something to offer to us as well? Finally, we'll hear this invitation and promise offered to us and spend a little time getting oriented to how we will walk down this path. Now let's begin by doing a little time traveling to ancient Israel, where we can get some idea of the people to whom Joel was speaking and understand more about what was going on in their world. You know, we don't know a lot about Joel. He was a prophet, likely ministering in the southern kingdom of Judah. The book that bears his name is relatively short, only 73 verses organized into just three chapters, but it is rich and deep and complex. His jumping-off point is a plague of locusts that had, that had or would strike Israel and that served to foreshadow the coming day of the Lord. Whether that plague was literal or figurative is unclear, but Joel's message, his message is straightforward. The day of judgment will come, and he pleads with the people to turn to God so that they would be found righteous on that great and awesome day. And the outline of Joel's prophecy is simple. Part one, there's an invasion of locusts that will destroy all vegetation. Joel calls the people to fast at the temple and then offers a prayer of lament over the, over the, coming, over coming, excuse me, over the coming destruction. And part two, if you thought that was bad, there's something even more significant coming. The day of the Lord is coming. It is near. Joel describes the Lord's army using the imagery of the destroying locusts. He issues a call to return to the Lord and to fast and pray at the temple. Now, part three. God responds, first to the locust plague, offering healing and restoration. Then on a much bigger scale, God responds to the day of the Lord, giving salvation to those who call on his name and passing judgment on the worldly nations who have played fast and loose with God's chosen people. Our reading for today is drawn right out of the center of the book. The imagery of the swarm of locusts has been comp completed. The comparison to the Lord's army and the day of the Lord has been made, and the reader is left wondering what can be done. It's a little like the scene which, when, when the rich young man approaches Jesus and asks what good deed he must do to have eternal life. And Jesus counsels the young man and, uh, to sell all of his possessions and give to the poor, presumably to undercut the man's love of money. And the young man goes away sad. Jesus turns to his disciples and explains how difficult it is for someone with wealth to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the disciples were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? You almost hear Joel's audience asking the same of him. 
who then can be saved? For Joel brings good news. He brings a promise, and it's simple. It shall come to pass that everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. They need only to return to the Lord their God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. They need only to stop trusting in themselves and to trust in God. They need only to realize that just as they couldn't stop the swarming locusts, neither could they be able to stop Judgment Day. It will come. All will be affected. And the only solution is to return to the Lord. But are those words only for the Israelites? Might you be facing a swarm of locusts that threatens to completely destroy you? You certainly are. There are small, unassuming little things that each do a little bit of damage. But they add up to a destructive force that descends on the landscape and disseminates everything good in its path. <clears throat> your sins are your locusts. And while one little locust doesn't seem all that terrifying, when the entire list of your deeds is considered, it is breathtaking mm -hmm. and terrifying. Mm -hmm. If the wages of sin is death, and if, as Ezekiel says, the soul who sins shall die, then this locust form of our sins is frightening indeed. Joel's words can and should hit you the same way they hit the Israelites. The day of the Lord will come, and with it immense destruction and terror. Of yourself there is no way to escape it. The times you sought to improve your own standing by luring your competitors' employees to your company will come to light. When you coveted your neighbor's property, when you spoke ill of your coworker, when you helped yourself to the office supplies at work because you figured they owed it to you, and when you ogled the shirtless guy at the construction site or had a little fling with a pretty young woman in accounting, when you lost your temper and screamed at the guy on the bike, who didn't get out of your way, when you treated your father with contempt or dismissed your mother's request to clean up your mess, when you blew off worship because you didn't, just didn't care to hear what that boring preacher had to say, when you strung together a string of curse words that would make a dock worker blush, when you decided that you knew better than God about, well, everything. That's the swarm of locusts. And destruction of all the vegetation is the least of your worries. Eternal death and damnation should absolutely terrify you. Joel brings good news for you, too. He brings a promise, and it's simple. It shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. In spite of your sinful, in spite of your uh, sinful rejection of God, He invites you to return to Him and promises to bless you. Stop trusting in yourself and look to God. Know that you can't stop the swarming locusts and you can't stop Judgment Day. It will come. All will be affected, and the only solution is to return to the Lord. Over the coming weeks, we will explore more deeply how God's call to return plays out in our lives, and will do so by walking in the steps of the disciples and those who accompanied them and Jesus in their final days of his life. We will hear the call to return as it echoes in their ears and maybe come to understand it the way they did. 
for example, next Sunday, we will spend some time with Peter, James, and John as they accompany Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Our theme is Return to Prayer. Similar themes will follow each, each, uh, each Sunday of Lent, and I invite you to be here for each of our Sunday services as we follow Joel's, Joel's call to gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. We'll come together and listen to God's call, and we will return to Him. For He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Let us rise and profess our creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven, the universe, and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, God of God, light of light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, being of one with the Father by whom all things were made. He came down from heaven for our salvation. He was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered greatly, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, whose kingdom shall have no end. He shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. We believe that our ongoing journey following the path he laid for us will lead us to his eternal embrace. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken and speaks through the prophets. We believe in the sacred coalition of Christian and apostolic churches, who together rightly praise and glorify him. We acknowledge holy Christian baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world and universe to come. Amen. Okay. Be seated, please. With repentant hearts, let us, let us turn to God in prayer for the church, the world, and all who are in need, trusting that God is gracious and merciful to us in Jesus, abounding in steadfast love. For the church, that this Lenten season draws us closer to God and to one another as we focus on Jesus' redemptive acts for us and the life that he calls us to live, marked by repentance, fasting, prayer, and acts of love toward our neighbors. In prayer, we return to you, O Lord. For leaders throughout the world, that all leaders, national, regional, and local, serve with wisdom, uphold justice, and provide means of caring for those most vulnerable among us. In prayer, we return to you, O Lord. For those in our community who struggle with poverty, addiction, or unemployment, that during this Lenten time, you re-energize your church to serve and love our neighbors in need as you loved and served the poor and outcasts during your earthly ministry. In prayer, we return to you, O Lord. For those who are sick, hospitalized, or dying, including Molly and Jim Phelan, that they are experience, that they experience healing according to your will, and that in the midst of their suffering, they would uh, experience the presence of Jesus in words of hope and acts of care. In prayer, we return to you, O Lord. For this congregation, that our intensified repentance, fasting, and prayer lead us to live in renewed ways, dying to sin with Christ and holy baptism each day, and being raised to new life as well every day and into eternity. In prayer, we return to you, O Lord. For our loved ones who faithfully follow Jesus in this life and are now with him in heaven, we give thanks. Bring us to that day when all your saints, past, present, and future, are returned to you 
for all eternity in prayer. We return to you, O Lord. By the words of the prophets and by the living voice of Jesus in your ear, in our ears, you call us to return to you, O Lord. According to your gracious mercy and abounding love, hear these prayers that we that uh, hear these prayers that we this day have spoken, as well as the prayers we have that are too deep for words. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Amen. We give thanks for all we have received, O oh God, gifts of love and time, money and abilities. Into these bowls and into this place, return a portion of these gifts. Bless those who receive them, just as we are blessed in the act of sharing them. Amen. To be loved as to love with all my soul. Make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring your love. 
there is injury But pardon Lord Where there is doubt True faith in Bless you, you Lord God of all creation. For your goodness, we receive the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. We come for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity. Oh. Come share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine to offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands will become for us our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Lord, wash away my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. Whether at home or in an apartment, in a college room, or a socially distanced sanctuary, you're invited to come to this table. Is that right? To this, to this feast. Am I, am I reading? Yeah, this is correct. Okay. Uh, you're invited to come to this feast. This is the table of our God. It is not the church's table, nor the minister's. It is a table which reminds us that uh, in the uncertainty of our lives, God's grace has never departed. It is a table where we are fed by the justice, the hope, the life which flows from the heart of, Je heart of Jesus. In this, it is the table where every single child of God is welcome. For here the Spirit fills us with peace and community, even though, uh, even though we may be apart from one another. Amen. Amen. All rise, please. The Lord be with you. Also Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should uh, at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many that with, unclean, with cleansed hearts we might be Prepare joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in, in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we loud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, 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 Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Thanks and praise we give to you, O Lord, for returning to your people again and again in mercy. When Adam and Eve walked away, you came to them with the promise of a Savior. When the world forgot your ways, you saved Noah and his family in the flood. When the Israelites complained in the wilderness, still you provided manna and quail. When so many of the kings were unfaithful, you sustained a faithful remnant. At just the right time, you sent Jesus, your only begotten Son, to suffer, die, and be raised, so that the whole world might return, return to you. On this Ash Wednesday, marked by repentance, we return to you, O God, and praise that your mercy never fails, that you forgive not seven times seventy uh, times seven, 
that you forgive, you forgive not seven times, not seven times, but seventy times seven. That Jesus came to save not the righteous but sinners. To you alone, O Father, be all the glory, honor, and worship, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us peace. Be seated, please. Now, at the table of grace and life, we pray you would pour out your spirit, not only on the gifts of the feast, but on your children, God of our lives, whoever, uh, wherever we may be in this moment. Like our dreams and hopes in the past year, the bread is broken and offered to us, so we may pray that it might strengthen us, that we might continue to serve the most lonely in our midst, in our midst the neighbors who grieve a death, the people struggling with injustice. Though we have drunk many bitter tears in these moments, we are given uh, a cup which overflows with grace so that we might be able to see you in the midst of our lives, feel you holding our hands on this journey, trust that you are bringing healing and hope. On the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. That's what happens when we wear the bling bling. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be, shed out for, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. And when this pandemic becomes history, when we can once again gather uh, in our house with our sisters and brothers around the glad feast of hope and life, we will sing your praises over and over, God and community, holy in one. Arise, let's pray the way Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, I leave you peace, my peace I give you. Graciously grant this humble church peace and unity if it is your will. Amen. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a no contact sign of peace. A peace to you and my peace to you. And you. Gentlemen, please turn around and offer each other peace. And have a seat. As always, we celebrate communion in the way of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to share in the celebration. No one is excluded. We humbly thank our Lord Jesus Christ for the gift that we share today. And pray it strengthens our bonds as Christians and as men and women for others. Amen.
may the mingling of these symbols of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring everlasting life to us who receive it. May receiving of the bread and cup of life, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and healing and redeem. May the bread of life keep me safe for eternal life. May the cup of life keep me safe for eternal life.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that your mercy, that of your mercy, you would uh, strengthen us through the same in faith forward, faith toward you, and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please remain standing. God sends you from this sacred place. Go to share the good news of grace and offer healing to the broken. Jesus would not have you stay here forever. Go to find your sisters and brothers in the valleys of injustice and in the neighborhoods of addiction. The Spirit fills you with the gifts you need as you leave. Go to help rebuild the lives of those around you and share feasts of hope and peace with everyone. May the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Now go in peace to love and serve God. Amen. Again from ashes